It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Seven minutes after the hour on a beautiful Saturday morning. Welcome to Green and Growing here on 95.5 WSB. Ashley Frasca with you. Show number four. I think it's going all right. They kept me on the air for a month now, so that's a milestone that could be celebrated. Having a great time doing the show. If you've missed any of the shows or maybe you've kind of been tuning in and out this morning, want to redirect you to WSBradio.com. In the on-demand section, you can go back and listen to previous shows in each hour of the show. And also Spotify now, Google Play for those of you that subscribe to podcasts, the podcast app on Apple products as well. And I was telling Joe Burgess here with me from the Georgia Forestry Commission, I'm going to make a segment just out of Joe. Joe's on for an entire hour with us today, certified arborist and regional specialist. So welcome to the show. Very glad to have you. Thank you. I heard in the earlier segment where you said, let's play Stump the Arborist. So <laughs> I didn't know I was going to start out under the bus, but yeah, okay. Right. And I think we've got some really good calls too. But before we get to these questions, Lisa Marie... Susan and Ron, don't go anywhere. I did want to just cover a couple of things with you, some concerns that homeowners may have. And I don't know why, but, you know, there's a difference. Shrubs in your landscape, flowers in your landscape, that doesn't have the intimidation factor that trees do because oftentimes trees were put there long before you moved in and then right. something starts to go wrong and you freak out. Well, and, you know, your, your, your butterfly bush that you're cutting back to half now is not going to fall on your house. Exactly, exactly. So in pine trees, I mean, that's like one of the scariest things here in Georgia. Whipping in the wind, you know, on a very windy day or stormy weather, we're afraid of pine trees. I don't know. There's teenagers in cars. I think that's one of the scariest things. <laughs> that is. Actually, a lot of them have been on winter break all week, too. <laughs> so right. There were a lot more on that's the roads right. in, in you and right. part of town than what we're used to. Right. But, okay, so first of all, I did want to give listeners the benefit of some of your knowledge on how to properly hire a tree service. I know you've got some good consumer advice on just the basics of where they should start and how they should go about doing that. Well, one of the first things they need to think about is what do they want the tree service to do? Are they looking to just have a tree removed? Are they looking for tree care? Are they looking to find out whether the tree is structurally sound? Because if, if all you want to do is have a tree removed, then the the things you're looking for are fairly basic. Um, you want to make sure that you always have a contract signed prior to any entry onto your property. Um, never pay for anything up front. And uh, understand that um, if it's not in the contract, it won't happen. Uh, okay. Things like... Um, Big trucks cracking your driveway, tearing up your lawn, damaging your irrigation system. So if that's not in the contract, uh, you know, your, your recourse is through the courts and nobody ever wants to do that. No. Um, but if you're looking for tree care, then you generally want to try to find a certified arborist. And you had mentioned earlier the, the website with the georgiaarborist.org to find a, a certified arborist. There's other websites also. But a certified arborist is an individual who generally has a level of training and experience that exceeds the guy driving around with a chainsaw in the back of his truck. Yep, and a tree chipper, right? And, and a tree chipper and a lawnmower mm -hmm. and, you know, those sort of things. Um, and there are a lot of folks that are reputable for taking down trees, but there are – uh, there's a better way to go, certified arborist, if you're looking for tree care and trying to figure out 
one of the one of the questions I often get is I'm worried about the tree falling on my house. So there are certified arborists who aren't associated with tree care companies who had who can come to your landscape and look at your trees and tell whether there are obvious structural defects that you need to be worried about. So um, you generally you can go to a website and 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 call at least three different individuals to get estimates as to what kind of uh, what it's going to cost you. You know, it it can be all over the board, and sometimes if you're just talking about tree removal. The cheapest is not always the best. Absolutely. I mean, there could be a company that comes in with a quote $1,000 less than some of the others, but that may not necessarily be the route you want to go. Now, and just with any other home service company, it is okay for you to ask those guys for their, their insurance papers and things, right? It's recommended. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we used to say make sure they're bonded and insured, but bonded doesn't mean much anymore. And you want to make sure that they're, the insurance papers they're showing you aren't for their vehicle. Oh, you know, you they want pers- you want to see personal property and liability insurance, and um, you have to, you know, I, I don't give legal advice, but generally speaking, if they don't have insurance and they're injured on your property, the courts oftentimes look at you as being their employer, so and responsible for their injuries. So, you know, here again, not being an attorney, forewarned is forearmed. So. Yes. And now with the Georgia Arborist as well, when you when you find one on georgiaarborist.org, is there a fee associated with a certified arborist coming out to your home? Generally speaking, there is. But, you know, if all you want them to do is take a look at your trees and determine if they're structurally sound rather than asking them for tree care, you know, you should be willing to pay for that. Sure. Um, and it's... Uh, it's it's long term beneficial to you, and sometimes it will assuage some of your worries about whether you know you got structurally sound trees or not. And I bet you guys hear from some you know local jurisdictions, smaller cities who maybe want to know the history of some trees you know that are pretty you know well respected as people drive by and see you know an oak tree or something that may be hundreds of years old. Y'all can also tell tree age. We like to think we can. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, who's going to tell us we can't? Right? <laughs> Not the truth. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess it was like B.B. King said, my mama said she loved me, but she might be jiving me too. <laughs> so it's very difficult to tell the actual age of a tree. We have guidelines that we use. Um, a lot of folks think trees are older than they are. I used to have a section of a water oak uh, in my office that blew over in a tornado uh, up in Kennesaw. And it was 48 inches in diameter, and it was 50 years old. Oh, gee, that's misleading. It's very misleading. And it was growing really, really fast, and it was on top of a spring, and it had everything it could want in terms of nutrients. And it wasn't that old. Yeah. Not all of us get bigger the older we get, right? 404-872-0750. Some of you have great questions. I want you to call and be a part of the show and talk to Joe Burgess here on Green and Growing. First, up to Canton. Good morning, Lisa Marie. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. We have um, a set of three cherry trees. They were planted back in 2004 along our drive, and I love these trees. But some of my next-door neighbor's trees began to crowd them out for several years. And this past summer, he cut back all of those trees, and so now it's painfully obvious that my cherries have been leaning in, trying to get out of the way of those other trees. Can they recover from that, or will they have to be treated for something? Well, how big are they, tall-wise? Um, they're probably 50 feet tall. Okay, so you you essentially have a tree that has an unbalanced crown now. Is that correct? 
Um, yes. Okay. It's definitely a left-leaning tree, all, all three of them. Okay. But here again, because these trees have been in the ground a long time and they're established, it's not a structural issue. It's an aesthetic issue that you're up against, correct? Yes. Okay. So you can get a certified arborist who could come out and can prune that tree to get the crown more balanced looking. Um, generally, you don't want to take more than about a quarter to a third of the live growth off in one year, but it will take a number of years to get that tree back to where it has what you would like to think of as a more uniform shaped crown. So, and they, how long do they normally last? Cherry trees? Yeah. Um, I've seen cherry trees that have been 50 years old. Generally okay. thinking, I, if, if you can get 30, 35 years out of a cherry tree, you're doing pretty good, particularly ornamental cherries. Mm -hmm. Terrific. Thank you for the help. Lisa, that was a great question, and that was one I was going to ask myself, concerns about leaning trees. So I'm really glad you called. We have just a minute or two. Susan, if you can make your question pretty quick from Decatur, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I listened to the uh, Georgia Power segment um, they've come through my neighborhood, and they don't prune the trees. They just hack them. They, um, anything coming over the power lines, they just hack them off straight off. And you have concerns concerns about the aesthetics of it, right, how, it, how it's left to look? Well, yeah, and the health of the trees. Okay. Well, you know, one of the problems is that... Um, Georgia Power will use subcontractors to do a lot of their pruning, but, you know, they're kind of in a rock and a hard place. They're, they are charged with providing electricity to landscapes that are surrounding yours. So everybody needs to have electricity, and but they also can't go on private property to prune those trees. So they are limited within what we call a halo around those power lines to prune now, Georgia Power is a uh, a tree line uh, company, which is a, a a program from the um, from Tree City USA, a tree line, and they generally have a pretty good responsibility uh, demonstrated for doing proper tree pruning, but. It's not always their contractors that are doing it. Well, and like you said, between a rock and a hard place, in a perfect world, trees wouldn't have been put near power lines in the first place. And, you know, when you plant them, they're only, what, three or four feet tall, and you don't realize they're going to soon be right. 20, 25 feet tall. Right. So, yeah, Susan, thank you for weighing in on that. I really appreciate it. I hope you found Georgia Power's conversation with me somewhat beneficial, too. It is 818 now on 95.5 WSB. We're going to check weather and traffic. We will be back after this. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy green and growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish, and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Ashley. In case you're just joining the show a little late, Jason, keeping it in the theme with the Beach Boys, because we gave away Beach Boys tickets earlier on the show. That was a weekend prize pack. And if you missed it, they are at the, uh, I think, Performing Arts Center, Cobb Energy Center, coming up this week, and you can get tickets online. But Dave Baker's going to have some to give away, too, so stay tuned to the Home Fix-It show. Quick weather update that is sponsored by Finley Roofing. Today, mostly sunny. You're going to be able to get out, 
Watch things dry out just a bit of high in the mid-50s. Lows around freezing tonight, though, and then increasing cloudiness tomorrow. Highs in the upper 50s and lows only dipping down to the low 40s. So stay tuned. Kirk Mellish has your complete forecast coming up on 95.5 WSB. So Joe Burgess in studio, regional specialist from the Georgia Forestry Commission. And Joe, I was asking you off the air with yesterday being Georgia Arbor Day, What does it mean? What does Tree City USA mean when folks see those signs in their local communities? Well, Tree City USA is a uh, program from the National Arbor Day Foundation that is a recognition program for local communities who meet four basic standards. Uh, One is that they have to have a tree ordinance that protects trees on public property. They have to spend um, $2 per capita on tree care, tree planting. They have to have a tree board, which essentially educates the local populace about the values of community trees. And they have to have an Arbor Day program. And um, we've been doing lots of Arbor Day programs, um, some of them underwater, these uh, these past two weeks. Yeah, yesterday was a little soggy in some places. So with the tree board, how are those folks chosen? Are some of them master gardeners? Where do they come from? Well, actually, it's all over the board. Some folks are appointed by city council. Some folks are, you know, selected by the fact that they're part of the garden club program or they're master gardeners. But many communities generally have their city councils pick one individual that will serve on that board on staggered um uh, uh, time frames. So, you know, they, they try to keep some continuity throughout the years. So if you're interested in what uh, Arbor Day celebrations or what happenings are going on this weekend, if any of your local jurisdictions are participating in those, you can go to my Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB, the Facebook page for the show. And I have a link there from the Georgia Forestry Commission on what's going on. And do we also in Georgia recognize like the National Arbor Day, which happens in April? Do we also do a second set of things for that, too? Or this is this is our time right now? Well, I, I, I don't want to um, cast aspersions here, but, you know, Arbor Day is generally now with with um, Kurt's prognostic, uh, prognostications aside about the temperature, uh-huh. it's usually after the last hard freeze that we have. Um, that's when you have Arbor Day. But, you know, it's it's all over the board. We do celebrate both Arbor Days. Um, usually the second Arbor Day, we don't celebrate the, the National Arbor Day. We celebrate by tree planting. We usually have programs and scavenger hunts and all that sort of thing. Really cool. Yeah. Something very cool to get the family involved in this weekend. Just check it out with your local city. Well, coming up in the next half hour, while we've got Joe Burgess here in studio, I have asked for your tree questions and you've delivered. So we'll talk to Ron and Marietta, a question about his hemlock trees. Linda has a great question, just how to tell when a tree is dead. And Joe really wants to delve deep into that because there, there's a lot to know there. Sharon and Woodstock, a Japanese maple may be infected with something and she wants to make sure that it's going to be okay. And Aaron and Stone Mountain, who to recommend just to check the health of a tree? And we want to empower you. There are some things you as a homeowner and a property owner could do there as well. So 404-872-0750. We will be back on Green and Growing here on 95.5 WSB. Stay tuned. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 
Welcome back to Green and Growing here on 95.5 WSB. The theme for the show today has been trees, and that is in honor of Georgia Arbor Day yesterday, but still some celebrations and plantings going on throughout Metro Atlanta and throughout the state this weekend. Now, though, 836, you've come to expect the Pike's Pick. It's time for Pike's Pick. What you need in your garden or home this weekend. Brought to you by your local garden experts I'm at Pike Nurseries. And there she is. Who better to tell us the Pikes pick than Mickey Gazaway? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Glad to have you call in the show as always. It's going to be a busy weekend for you guys at Pike Nursery. I know it's going to be great. Can't wait. Now, this was completely accidental, but in my garden to-do list and the three things that I'm recommending that I folks I heard do, you this I, morning. I thought, yay! It was a happy coincidence. I, I kid you not. I did not realize that uh, pine bark nuggets, mini nuggets, that's the Pikes pick. That's exactly right. Well, I'll be so darned. This will be a great time to come get them and stock up and use what you can today. I need. I know my yard looks so tired right now, and I know that would make it look better and work well. Absolutely. So for customers who maybe have never picked those things up before, how do I go to Pike Nursery and do that? Are they just by the shovel full? Are they bagged? How no, does that work? Two cubic, two cubic foot bags. And they're four for $10, which is a great deal. That is, for sure. So it's not too early to think about mulching. I don't need to wait until spring. No. Do it now. All right, so explain the Pikes Pick, Mickey. Why do we bring folks this information every Saturday? Well, sometimes you have to, to actually go and tell the cashier that. But today you don't. You just it, it's good. It'll automatically ring up four for $10. Great. So that includes pine bark mulch, nuggets, right. and mini nuggets. That's exactly right. Love it. Well, thank you, Mickey. And, and I think please, we've got... Uh, go ahead. Please tell them to be sure and um, when they put it around their trees, not to pull it up. I don't know if your arborist already told them that or not, but not to pull it up on the bark of the trees. Keep it away from the trees. No volcano mulching. Exactly. That's and, what it's known by in the business. We don't like that. Yes, At least maybe six inches back. back, right, from the root flare. Yes, would be good. and that'll keep the string trimmer, trimmers off of it and so forth. But it works great. Also keep the weeds away, and it'll keep the, it warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. That's great. And moist. And Mickey, next weekend, too, if folks want to learn more about a class, what class is uh, Pike Nursery We're offering? We're going to do a class on roses next week, growing roses. Okay. So great. be sure to call and sign up. That is good. And they can sign up online, too. What's the website there? At pikenursery.com. Very good. To, good to see you earlier this week, too, Mickey. Thank you so much. Enjoyed it. See you soon. All Bye. right. We'll be talking to you. So head out to Pike Nursery, folks. And, Joe, you you approve this message of mulching under trees, yes? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> what, one of the things that you and Walter were talking about earlier were about um, – you know, uh, pine chips from a, a tree care company, you know, and I, I always caution folks about that because when they're taking down trees and chopping them up, oftentimes those are trees that may have some disease or have died. So when you get those mulch dumps, you know, whether sometimes, you know, as much as three to five yards of chips, it's a lot of chips. You want to make sure those stay in the pile and compost them for at least three months before you spread them around your landscape. Or you can go to Pikes and you can get those pine bark nuggets, which are essentially disease-free. Yeah, and four for $10, that is a great deal. So th that is a, a question that we'd had pretty often before uh, Walter and I, Joe, on the show, was if you just leave that pile, let it get weathered, let it get rained on, everything, right. the heat, for three months is safe? Right, right. And what is that going to do? 
it's essentially go through a heat and it'll cook all the, the, the bad things, if you will, out of that mulch. Very good. Folks, see, you get knowledge here on Green and Growing. I like it. You get it from experts more so than, than me, though. 404-872-0750. Want to talk to Ron in Marietta. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, enjoy your show a lot. Thank you, Ron. So what are some of the symptoms of your hemlock trees? What's going on with them? Well, I have a nice stand of hemlock trees near my cabin up in North Georgia that are slowly dying, and I'm assuming it's an HWA infestation. And my question is, is there anything I can do to stem this? Uh, yes, there's a, uh, a chemical called uh, merit it's a metacloprid is what the chemical name is and that's a soil drench that you can apply uh, around your tree you can go to our uh, website um, gatrees.org and you can find information there about how to actually care for those hemlocks it's a um, if if you're not um, feeling capable enough to do those kind of soil drenches and those applications there are contractors that you can find that will do that for you. And what's HWA, either Joe or Ron? It's a hemlock woolly adelgid. Ooh. Yeah, they are uh, wreaking havoc on uh, hemlocks across uh, North Georgia. Wow. So, Ron, you've done some research. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be the guy to apply the drench? You feel pretty confident about that? I have probably 30 hemlock trees in my in my property up there, so it'll be a big job for me. Well, but there's contractors who can do that. Do, do you? Let me ask this: Do you have bird feeders? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll see, now sometimes what you'll find is that the birds land on these hemlock trees, and the adelgids will get on the feet of the birds, and they'll move them to the next hemlock tree. So oh, wow. sometimes you need to think about what you like more. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hate to put that choice before you. That's a tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ron, thank thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for the observation, and thanks for sharing the question. All right, thanks. We'll come see you up in the North Georgia mountains here when the weather gets a little bit warmer. I would love that. 404-872-0750. Barry in Kennesaw. Hey there, Barry. Good morning, guys, man. It's beautiful to see the sunshine for a change. Isn't it nice? I know. Amen. (laughs) Quick, uh... Quick, uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a dogwood that has reached a height probably about 20 or so feet. It's about twice as tall as I would like to have it. And my question is, how deep can I prune a dogwood? Well, it, it, let me ask this. Okay. It's too tall because of why? Because it's... Uh, it, we've got it outside our sunroom, and now it's way above the roof. So when they bloom, we don't even see the blooms. We'd like to have it lower and downwards a little bit more visible. Got it. Okay. So what you're going to have to do is this this is going to be a multi-year process. Okay. Okay. You can um, prune it back to um, – to to Go ahead. To, a, to what we call a lateral. In other words – you're 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 going to be reducing the overall height of the tree, but you can't take off more than about a third in any one year, or you're really going to stress this tree. Okay. Is is this tree in full sun? No. Okay, so that that reduces the amount of stress it will will feel. Okay. Good. Um, uh-huh. But just remember, you got to be sure that you're pruning it according to like ISA specifications and you make those pruning cuts properly. And you can find information about that on our website also. 
So no more than a third of the total height. And what is the best no, time of year? No, 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 I didn't say the no? total height. Oh, okay. No more than the third of the live tissue. I'm so going to have to go and do some reading about that, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, well, the limbs, that's the branches, that's that's all of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you got to be careful because if you stress the dogwood, um, bad things can happen. And what's the proper time of year to even just start picking away at that, Joe? I'd probably... You don't want to do it now because you're going to miss the blooms, right? Well, the, the, the blooms don't seem to be the issue now. The issue is the tree's too tall. So you got to figure out what... You know, I, I would put prune it after the blooms are out. Um, I, generally speaking, the rule of thumb now is that you try to prune like late spring, early summer, because that's when trunk tissue is going to heal over those wounds. So if you're not. All righty then. Okay. Guys are very helpful. I appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. You too. Thanks, Barry. You too. Great question. That's that's going to take, what did you say, a multi-year process, two yep. or three years? Yeah. Yep. Okay. If he has enough patience. Yes, right. And doesn't forget. Like, oh, yeah, I started that project last year. I didn't finish. All right, Linda up in Houston. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I love your question. Um, it's broad and general, and it's going to help a lot of folks. You know, and I'm going to try to be brief, but about three and a half years ago, I moved into a house that was heavily wooded, and my homeowner's insurance uh, canceled because they felt seven trees were... Um, at risk of you know damaging my house and they were beautiful old oaks white oaks and you know they told me that they'd reinstate my policy if i you know removed them which i did well apparently they're reassessing my property and have identified a few more trees that they think are dead or dying so my question is a how do i go about verifying this prior to having to pay another thousand dollars a tree to have it removed and b if one of the trees is on my property but is leaning toward my neighbor's home and falls on their house, is it my responsibility to, you know, pay for damages and repairs? So let's start with that question. That is a common question, and it scares folks. What's the answer, Joe? It kind of scares me to have to answer that. <laughs> you know. You did give a disclaimer. You're not giving legal advice early in the that's show. Right, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> The, the the insurance company's kind of figured out that when a tree crosses the property line, it becomes the ownership of the person who uh, now owns it. You know, it comes across their line, they get it. If their tree comes across your line, you get it. Um, that keeps everybody out of court. Now, um, the question about the leaning tree is always going to be, has the lean changed? Everybody worries about whether or not a tree has leaned and is it structurally unsound? Is it getting more severe, Linda? I mean, do you see kind of some of the root crown coming up a little bit or what? Well, yes. I mean, just this past spring and summer, it didn't produce the beautiful leaves it was producing. The one that, that they say is really in question of dead or dying. But the, I don't believe they're tree experts. And so what would your advice be to, for me to identify, is this really a problem that I need to address again? Um, the, if, if the tree doesn't have leaves on it, it's not alive. If the tree has a lean that has changed, the tree has become structurally unsound in the ground. Okay. You know, you can hire a certified arborist that can come out and look at that and render an opinion about whether those trees are structurally sound or not. Um, and generally I, I tell folks that, um, you know, you don't throw good money at a bad tree. And if a tree is leaning, it needs to go. 
now if, if the lean okay. has changed but you know we take pictures of our kids so that we can see what they look like take pictures of your trees so you can see what they look like also oh good idea yeah okay all right okay good luck you've got quite a task ahead of you linda thank you so much for the call well coming up we'll get to sharon we'll get to aaron coming up on green and growing we'll be back right after a check of traffic and weather on 95.5 wsb it's scott slade host of atlanta's morning news on 95.5 wsb the news weather and traffic team will be here first thing monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed now back to green and growing with ashley frasca on 95.5 wsb atlanta's news and talk and we've reached the final minutes of the show joe burgess has been with me this last hour regional specialist for the georgia forestry commission taking a few more of your tree questions but first the weather really quickly it's going to be in the mid 50s today and sunny high 50s tomorrow but increasing cloudiness throughout the afternoon kirk mellish is going to have your extended forecast all weekend long here on 95.5 wsb aaron if you can make it quick out in stone mountain we want your question good morning hello hey what's your question Okay, I have a tree in my backyard. Um, around a few years ago, a straight wind came in and cut some of the branches off. Mm. And it's very close to my shed. And I want somebody to come out and see if the tree is alive or if it's dead, how much to take it down. That's a great question. Um, and the reason it's a great question is because a lot of those things, a lot of those assessments you can do yourself. If, if you know what to look for, the, the Georgia Forestry Commission has on our website a, um, a, a portal through community forestry where uh, you can look at a checklist of how to determine whether or not your tree is dead or not and whether or not the tree may be structurally sound or whether you need a certified arborist to come out and take a look at it. Just because okay. it's just because a tree's lost a lot of its branches doesn't mean it's dead. And just because it has a lot of leaves doesn't mean it's not structurally unsound. Do you have a phone number of somebody I could call? Well, you can go to, no, I don't. We have a, a, a website. You can go to gatrees.org under um, community forestry and professional assistance, or you can go to georgiaarborist.org and you can get a list of certified arborists with their phone numbers who can come to your uh, site and take a look at those trees. So that may be easier for you, Aaron, if you'd actually like to talk to someone on the phone, georgiaarborist.org, but then they could redirect you back to the documentation and the things that uh, Joe's talking about on georgiatrees.org. Right. Right. So thank you for that. And Sharon, we're going to squeeze you in really quickly here up in Cherokee County. Hey, what's your question? Hey, I have a coral bark Japanese maple that's got witch's broom and it's ruined the shape of the tree. I've been trying to cut it out of the top, but frankly, I have no clue what I'm doing. So Any advice? Witch's broom, that looks like just gnarled kind of edges to the limbs. and the, It right? looks like long, huge fingers, like the ends. Oh, ah, sorry. I just cut her off. Well, that's okay. We can chat about that if she's still there listening on the radio. Um, You've got to prune it back at least 8 to 10 inches back to a lateral to get rid of that. And um, you got to be careful because there's only so much of a Japanese maple you can prune in any one season before you start having a long-term impact on the tree. And now is a good time to do that, Sharon, right now before it fully leafs out. So get to work. I'm sorry I cut you off. I hope you're still out there. But, Joe, it's been a pleasure. How can folks find you on the World Wide Web? Well, you can get us at gatrees.org. the Sustainable Community Forestry Program also has a blog, SCFP, and we're findable, you're findable on uh, Facebook as well. 
Love it. Georgia Forestry Commission. This has been a great topic. And if you didn't get your question answered, you can certainly pass it along to me on the Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB. I'll be in touch with you there. And we'll definitely have more conversations with Joe because this is a lot of good content. Too much to squeeze into an hour. Happy to do it. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great Saturday morning, folks. Have a good weekend, and I'll be back with you Monday morning. Triple Team Traffic right here on 95.5 WSB. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.